I was approached by some attorneys from Poland to develop an interesting idea. You see, it turns out that in Poland they have a constitution which forbids totalitarian political parties. So they asked the question, is Islam a totalitarian system? I said, well, it's an interesting question, but I thought I could easily show that this were the case. Totalitarian Islam is easy to develop. Totalitarian is a political system of absolute power in all aspects of private and public life. Well, I think Islam would plead guilty to this, as a matter of fact, rather proudly so, because Islam says that it is a complete way of life. Now, the nature of Islam can be found from Allah and Muhammad, not from discussing Muslims. So what we need to do here is focus our attention on political Islam, because religious Islam is of no interest to anyone who's not a Muslim, and in particular for this lawsuit, it would be unimportant at all. Now, in a totalitarian system, there's no limit to power. Well, Islam proclaims that it is without limit, and there can be no opposing parties. Well, it turns out that Islam has a slot for this as well. Other religions, such as Judaism, Christianity, Hinduism, and whatnot, have a special category inside of the political system of Islam called that of a dhimmi, D-H-I-M-M-I. So they do not actually form an opposing party. Islam is a complete system of life, which includes every aspect of living. Now let's start with the totalitarian idea with the word Islam, which means submit. We can see the totalitarian nature in the history of Muhammad. Everyone had to submit to him. Pagan, Jew, Christian, whoever you were, you had to submit. And it was not enough to submit in Arabia, because as soon as Arabia had been conquered by Islam, immediately Muhammad headed north into Syria. No opposition to Islam is allowed at all. Now, since we're dealing with a system of government that has a complete documentation, let me read to you some of the elements that make it a totalitarian. Here's Quran 2, 193. Quran 2, 193. Fight them, that's the Kafirs, until there's no more discord and the religion of Allah reigns absolute. But if they submit, then only fight those who violate the Sharia. Then we have a Hadith, Muslim 131. Muhammad, I have been ordered to wage war against mankind until they accept there is no God but Allah and that they believe I am his prophet and accept all revelations spoken through me. Another Hadith, Bukhari 4, 52-196. Muhammad, I have been directed to fight the Kafirs until every one of them admits there is only one God and that is Allah. So these verses and Hadiths are the foundations of the Sharia and they are totalitarian in nature. When is Islam to cease expansion? Until there is no opposition. Now, no opposition not just in political parties, but no opposition in any aspect of life. So this is how the Sharia begins to creep into society, first declaring itself to be a religion. If you look in a Sharia text, you'll discover that Islam applies to every detail of life, how to go to the bathroom, how to eat, how to have sex, how to be a father, a mother, a warrior, a jihadist, whatever it is. There is no aspect of a human being's life that is not covered in Islam. And every Muslim will tell you this. As a matter of fact, notice something. Only non-Muslims define Islam as a religion. Muslims will tell you it is a complete way of life. And when they say complete, they mean complete. Now let's see how this idea of a totalitarian political system works out in the history of Islam. After Muhammad died, the first caliph was Abu Bakr. And what did he do? He declared war against all of those who resisted or impeded the Sharia and Islam in any way. So the Rito Wars were the first step into history. Then we have Umar, who followed Abu Bakr, and he conquered all of the Middle East and Persia. 
and the subjects had to be ruled completely by the Sharia. That is, once Islam entered and took over the political society, everything about the native society disappeared. As a matter of fact, I call this the law of saturation. Once Islam enters a society and begins to take over, in the end, the society becomes 100% Islamic. So this is another way of saying that it is totalitarian. Now let me quickly inject a note here because people will say, oh, but Islam is not a totalitarian system because the golden age was the high point of human history. This is a myth and a political analysis of the golden age will show you that the Muslims ruled every aspect of life and that the Christians and the Jews were dimmies. So even the golden age was totalitarian. And by the way, all those great gains in the golden age, they came from the conquered peoples, the Jews and the Christians. So Islamic doctrine calls for rule overall. The Sharia is totalitarian, the history is totalitarian, and indeed Islam is a totalitarian system, both religiously and politically. And you know, I don't think that a Muslim would be offended by this. If you look carefully at what they believe, they believe in a totalitarian system. Allah and the Sharia are to rule all and everything in every detail of life. So I think it's easy for my Polish attorney friends to be able to develop the case that Islam is a totalitarian system because totalitarian Islam is Islam. Thank you.